doesn't know who we are, I mean, if you don't know who we are, then I don't know why you're here. But we are a travel <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ticket is where we are a travel podcast. Uh, we're serving up everything from stories to tips to um, travel anecdotes. And we understand no one is traveling right now, but that's okay because we're still putting out like the same great content and we really want to connect with everyone. And if you haven't listened or watched us yet, we are on YouTube. So you can just search Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast on YouTube. Or if you want to listen to us, literally we're everywhere. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, Pocket Casts. And you can listen to us that way. Now, I'm here with Trixie Angelis. And Trixie is a part-time digital nomad who's based in Manila. And she's still successfully creating, pivoting, and transforming even through... Uh, this citywide lockdown in the Philippines, and it's, you know, we're, we're in a global pandemic. Hello. <laughs> um, so Trixie and I met in a digital nomad girls group on Facebook, and she put this call out for anyone who was passing through Manila and, like, wants to co-work, and I haven't been a digital nomad in, like, three years, Trixie, in such a long time, but I had just come back from the Philippines, and I was reaching out for anyone and anything that yeah that could like keep me in the philippines because i just got back to la and i'm you know you have like post-trip depression and i'm like oh i don't want to be here and you're like put this car you know who wants to join this group and i was like me and if i can help la i'd love to so um so yeah if you want to give a little bit more about your background and all the traveling that you've done and and how you came to where you are now um, you know, staying kind of rooted in Manila. Mm. Yeah, so um, maybe about a couple years ago was when I started working remotely. Um, my career has always been here in Manila um, in marketing and advertising, um, really about like 10-ish years already by that time. And um, I started, I learned about working remotely from a friend who started working on Upwork. And I got super interested. I think my, my interest then was really just to travel. Um, and I realized I could turn my work into um, a kind of consultancy, I guess, um, and explore that. Um, but really the intention then was just to travel, to be more location independent, to not be in an office, um, <laughs> to kind of have that shift in my life. And so I did. I, I made that move. Um, and then it, uh, yeah, it really allowed me to, to travel um, travel the world um but I always had a base in Manila that's why I was telling you like just a part-time nomad because I always I was always coming home to Manila but I would travel for like long periods of time um to offices yeah yeah (laughs) I think especially with this pandemic going on everyone's gonna see kind of how how irrelevant offices may be but I also think you're kind of living the dream of having, literally, that's like my new dream, like 20, well, before everything started happening was to have a home base and kind of just like travel whenever I wanted for X amount of time, because then you could just always come back to your place. In, you know? Yeah, I w- yeah, I was trying to find that balance, but it was definitely a transition, like because you've been working in an office for so long, but I imagine a lot of people right now are feeling that way. And then suddenly you have to, um, yeah, to adjust to either working from home or working from anywhere, basically, and finding that 
flow of what works for you or even what work makes sense for you. So I started out as like a VA and then a project manager, basically the same line of work that I was still doing, um, that I was doing when I was um, in an office, but I just turned it remotely um, and then became uh, more um, specializing in market research as a consultant. Um, and then, yeah, what happened to me? Um, I guess about, yeah, it was like part-time nomading for a couple of years. I got to travel um, through Europe, through the U.S. and Asia, um, and really kind of enjoying that, um, yeah, that kind of transitioning life, um, but not really knowing what I wanted to do. Like, I wasn't really sure um, what exactly I needed at the time, um, and I was always just sticking to myself like with what I wanted I wasn't really reaching out so much to community Mm. um and towards the start of this year I wanted to commit to working um to traveling full-time like to really live off a backpack Mm. and I did I did attempt to do that so at the start of this year I literally um yeah, I packed what I could in a backpack. I had my yoga mat and a journal, and I had a chance to start uh, my trip in Chiang Mai because I had a friend there. I had no plan. Um, I I wanted to just explore um, that uncertainty and really kind of just letting go of of, of a plan, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened to me was kind of different because when I got to Chiang Mai, I met the thriving digital nomad community there. It's not um, in Chiang Mai. Like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think they're, I don't know who's uh, bigger, but it's like Bali, right? Like, they have a really, oh, yeah. really big community. Yeah. And as soon as I just started meeting people like you and just started talking to people and just going to all the events, doing all the co-working, I just, it just kind of opened my eyes to this world that I hadn't explored, um, that really immersing myself in community. And um, uh, my plans changed even before COVID. Um, I had an option to either travel further to like Vietnam or somewhere, but then I got super inspired by the communities that I saw that I thought, you know, this is the reason why I was always leaving Manila because there was no community here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was, it was just kind of, it was not just one moment, but it was just kind of like a series of that last week in Chiang Mai where I was like, I think I could start a community here in, in Manila and just try it out. Like, I could always leave again if it doesn't work out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just really inspired me because I realized like that's what I wish I had when I was starting out, that connection to community and um, yeah, that just ability to meet all these people and connect. And so that's what I did um, in, in February. I came back and I got to do before the lockdown, uh, maybe about three co-working events, like basically doing what I saw in Chiang Mai, seeing the potential for that. And then the lockdown happened. So. Oh, man. Remind me, were those in-person events? I can't remember. Were they in-person or online? Yeah, they were in-person before okay. the lockdown. Yeah. So um, I got to partner with some co-working spaces here and um, a startup place that just opened up. And they were happy um, to accommodate the idea. Um, yeah, and it was interesting to see like people starting to open up to the idea and, and, and yeah, just being, just attending and like seeing the benefits of actually co-working with other people that you don't even know. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's so, that's so funny. I think people, when they go to the Philippines, they don't think Manila, let's co-work in Manila. 
they think island life they are like okay let's go to Shargao and work on the beach or let's go to Boracay and work on that beach you know they're not like mm. wait Makati is this thriving suburb of Manila um so I love that you were kind of like first to market to oh like create that community in Makati and that's that's actually where my dad grew up by the way like right oh cool. yeah, yeah. yeah and I was searching for people like like you said like it's not really a place where people stay and like digital nomads would stay for a long period of time because they would probably just pass through to go to Shargao and the other places and I was looking for for the people who were here and that's when you saw my post because I was posting in all the digital <laughs> communities like is anyone in Makati who wants to hang out um, so that and was that was me was like the day that I got back to LA I was like I was just there <laughs> and I remember in my head I was like do you need me to come back I'll come back like if you need my help I'll come back <laughs> yeah yeah there were a couple of girls uh, and other nomads who was like I was just there I wish I was there when um, when you had these co-working stuff because they didn't know where to go. They didn't know, um, uh, yeah, if any other nomads were in town. So right. that, was, that was interesting, yeah, um, to just throw that out there and then see yeah. people were actually, oh, there's that. Yeah. yeah, and now the community, the Facebook group, I think, has almost 500 members in just a couple of months. So I think you really have something there. So that's really cool to see that grow. And, like, I haven't even been to an event yet because the timing is always like the middle of the night for me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, to find like an intersection, especially now. So when the lockdown happened, we started doing um, the co-working virtually. Yeah. So that's the kind of shift that happened with the community. Um, and then I started connecting with friends I met in Chiang Mai and, and yeah. people like you and other people who are in other parts of the world. And we just started doing the events together. Right. Um, at a time that made sense for all of us. And it didn't have to be just in Makati. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. That's so cool. So did um, did COVID and, you know, a lot of travel, did any other travel plans for you get pushed or get canceled because of what's happening right now? Um, I think when the lockdown happened, I was just open to, I didn't really know. Like I said, uh, the start of this year, I told myself I just didn't want to have a plan so much. Yeah. Like I knew I wanted to come back, start the community, see the potential in that. Um, and then when the lockdown happened, it was just kind of like, oh, so now, like, what do I do? Right. Um, it, it wasn't so much of a, oh, I can't travel and, and all of that. It was just kind of like a, yeah, like little adjustments maybe or trying to rethink what to do now. That's so good. And I know that feeds into the rest of your story and how um, you've kind of done some transforming and soul searching during this time. Because a lot, you know, a lot of the travel community is like, oh, rats, I can't travel this year, you know? So it's refreshing to hear your your perspective, how you kind of pivoted and you're like, well, now that I can't travel, why don't I do all of this in my awesome home city um, and make it worthwhile for everyone else? I think that's really noble of you. So um, I do want to get into what has quarantine and lockdown life been in the biggest city with the most traffic <laughs> in the Philippines? <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of surreal just because I was I was really, yeah, I was doing events. I was seeing my friends again. I was really getting out there, going to a lot of networking stuff. And then 
when the quarantine happened, just seeing the sudden quiet and the sudden, um, yeah, the sudden shift um, in this big city and not even being physically, uh, not able to physically go out um, was, is such a, such a weird feeling to be in. And it's like, it's almost like, I don't, it's that feeling like I don't even know if I'm in Manila just because that feeling of like surreal, like where am I exactly? Because I, I don't even, you know, have any contact with the outside world. So I it, it's been interesting. And I think at the start of the lockdown, you know, a lot of emotions and frustrations with how government is handling everything and how, um, you know, seeing um, the rise in the infections and stuff. Um, but I think at the same time, like seeing the, you know, humanity reaching out and all the beautiful projects and um, collaborations and efforts happening right now to to help people out, like to help frontliners and to help people that are in need mm-hmm. um, beyond what the government can provide. So I think that's that's what I the beauty that I'm choosing to see, I guess. Yeah, and I understand um, if you'd like to let us know. I understand that you are involved in a few of these um, fundraising and donation projects, right? Yeah, so what had happened was in April, it was my birthday, and I always go away on my birthday. I had... Um, <laughs> Maybe that was the only thing that was kind of like, oh, I can't do that. So I had a plan to go to um, a retreat center in Nepal that I really, really wanted to go to. Um, and I had saved up my money for it and everything. And But then for the first time, like on lockdown, um, and it was my birthday, it was just kind of like a weird feeling of it's not important. Like that feeling of like, okay, it's my birthday, but then there are just you know, I don't feel like celebrating, you know, my birthday right now when there are other lives that are more important than me right now. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of that realization of like, it's not what's important. And then, so I decided to, um, a friend of mine who owns a vegetarian restaurant Mm -hmm. called Greenery Kitchen here in Makati, which I love, they do um, vegetarian food, Filipino style. Oh, yeah. um, and she was telling me about um, this project that they were wanting to do for to feed, um, yeah, just to give food for frontliners and those who are in need. And I told her, you know, it was so frustrating because I wanted to even like go to there, go there and cook with them and pack all the food right. and to physically participate. But you can't at that time in, in April. It was still locked down, and I was like you know, I'll just, you know, I'll help with the funding. Um, And so that's what I did. I just, um, yeah, for my birthday, something more special that I decided to just give them what I had and, um, yeah, turn it into um, helping other people out. Um, It was a nice feeling to kind of just have that kind of change in mindset, I guess, at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I know I, it's funny because my birthday was the end of April also and, I mean, I just did like a Zoom call with friends, but it's also not an important age, <laughs> whatever age I turned. <laughs> we get into that though. But, um, I've also noticed that I've just been, you know, for a long time, I've been looking for ways to volunteer and give back to the community. But I feel like during this time of COVID and everything being shut down and people's jobs being cut, et cetera, like, Things, everything, so much is going on. I feel I found that I've been donating my money more. Um, 
which it's just I normally have more time than money. So mm. that's how I shape my donations. <laughs> it, or that's how I shape my, like I donate my time rather than money. But this time I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, during these, these times, I'm like, oh my gosh, ten, $10 can provide so many meals with, yeah. for a friend or for, for whoever, you know, so um, that's really inspiring of you. And um, I understand that you've also been kind of on like a, like a self-discovery journey as well. Yeah, so I've been, yeah, so the community's there and, you know, it just made me realize like the more that I um, interacted with people, the more that I started doing talks like this, the more that I, um, yeah, just opened myself up to what was out there. I just realized and I started attending a lot of virtual events and virtual um, conferences and stuff and I got exposed to a lot of coaching sessions and I had realized that I had informally actually, I met someone in January here who's um, kind of been a mentor of mine. And I was kind of informally being coached by her since then. And I just thought it was such a beautiful, um, yeah, like it's such a, it's a profession that makes sense um, for me because of all the things that I've gone through and of all the um, experiences I've had, like the best way for me to give that back to people is actually to explore coaching myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I kind of found that path. Um, so I, I'm working towards being, um, it, it's still, I'm still working on the exact title of what it is, but it's definitely not just life coaching. It has to do a lot also about my spirituality and my practices there. Um, and so bringing together that kind of life coaching, but also that spirituality um, into um, into what I want to, to share with people. Um, because, you know, coaching is not just telling people what to do. You know, I think a lot of people have that um, maybe misconception that when you are being coached, you just have to follow someone. But I think everyone has their own journey, right? And, and spirituality for me has a lot to do with it, um, which is what happened to me this year. It's just really diving deep into getting to know myself a lot more, getting to know um, what inspires me and what um, what I want to wake up for every day. And I think um, I think that's the path that I really am dedicated now to to pursuing. That's so great. You know, I actually read a quote right before this that said, "Don't tie yourself to." Wait, was it you that posted it? No, maybe it was someone else. <laughs> What's you the don't quote? know what the quote is. I'm like, What's the quote? Uh, it's a don't tie yourself to a project, an organization, a job title, a company name. Tie yourself to a mission and your values and <laughs> um, and a purpose in life. And that's what we're yeah. happy and moving and everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> I'm not even and I wasn't looking at the comments. <laughs> that's that's so lovely. I can't wait. To I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, and that it's definitely about just just to add to that, like it's definitely about realizing your values, um, and realizing that there's potential to turn that into something and to share that with other people. Right. Right. But it's interesting because your journey sounds similar to mine where I was working in corporate America for like five years. And then our uh, de- our um, department got, what's it called, was made redundant. And so I went off mm. to travel, tried to do the whole digital nomad thing. But it was around that time where 
I realized, I'm like, oh, wait, I never wanted to be defined by these big companies anyway. Because mm. once you don't have those big companies attached to your name, like, who are you, right? And exactly. So, exactly. And so um, yeah. that was one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past four years, I'd say. So it sounds like, you know, you went that way. And I love that you found yourself and that you've made such a positive um, thing out of, you know, everything kind of being shut down right now and us not being able to cross different borders and even like high five one another. <laughs> so I love that you come, you're, you're transforming through this whole process. So I know um, Trizzy had a question for our last interviewee and she wanted to know if people in Manila were like rebelling against any of the laws or if people are causing a ruckus saying that their freedoms are being taken away. That sounds very American, but. <laughs> um, well, the only thing I can see, I guess, is, you know, all the emotions and all the, I guess what you see on social media from, from, from everyone, from friends, from, um, from people that, you know, from entrepreneurs, especially who are very much affected by this with, um, with their businesses as well. Yeah. So I think, I think at the start, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see like all the emotions and all the anger, but I think what's important is what, how people have been able to shift that, that anger and those emotions into actual action. Um, yeah, just that realizing, you know, honestly that, you know, you can't rely on government for something. So might as well just do, do what, um, what helps us at this time and just help each other out. Um, I don't know about like, yeah, like the extreme cases of it because yeah, I'm trying not to, you know, I watch a little bit of news, but I just, yeah, I just think staying in that anger and staying in that kind of um, emotion is just not really helpful at this time. And um, yeah, it's just nice to see things are actually bouncing back now. Just yesterday, they started opening more shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weird to see. I was walking around yesterday just because I wanted to walk out. I didn't even really need to buy anything, but it was just interesting to see more people out and kind of less less boundaries. Like a lot, like you know, you have a mask, but then you see in people's eyes like there's just like kind of ease now. People are yeah. actually easing in and not so guarded anymore. And yeah, um, I'm I'm hopeful. Like I'm hopeful of seeing that that shift continue hopefully the cases i don't know if we're nearing flattening the curve but um yeah it's just interesting to see like things start picking up again i guess yeah absolutely i know as whereas in la i drove to some grocery store today and i was upset by the amount of traffic on the road because things are opening up and i'm like why actually on the road yeah, I can see a lot more cars now, and you can hear, like, people honking and stuff. So it's feeling like some... Yeah. probably took, like, an actual only 10 minutes to get across town as opposed to, like, an hour and a half, like it usually mm. <laughs> The last yeah. day I was in Manila, I was so angry by the amount of traffic that I sat in. I was so yeah, angry, and I, I, like posted about on Facebook, which is a rookie move because I'm like, when have I ever posted angrily on Facebook about anything? Like that was so 10 years ago. 
It's a given, yeah. But what I love about Makati is you can just walk around. I love walking. I don't drive. So I just walk around everywhere or where I used to before this lockdown. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't, I think Trizzy had one more question. I've been loving how we've gotten to talk about everything with you. I can't wait to like see your journey. <laughs> As I put um, Instagram handle in the comments. And if you want to be, if you are a nomad or you're planning on working or visiting the Philippines anytime soon, go find her Facebook group. It's called Digital Nomads Makati, M-A-K-A-T-I. Um, and you just search it and then she can go approve you. I'm just going to put that all in right here. So, yeah. And it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Trick. No, you don't have to be here. If the time zone makes sense for you, um, yeah, feel free to just jump on in to the co-working and meet other nomads and uh yeah just connect with everyone it's a really good place to obviously network if you're um looking for connections and also just to learn from people um if you're like me kind of transitioning again into something else or if you want to start your nomad life and, and things like this and just yeah post stuff there ask people um yeah i post some like weekly things of like people can can contribute and, and promote their businesses and stuff, especially at this time. Yeah, no, that's that's incredibly helpful. So one last question. Trizzy wanted to know if you had a favorite country or city or place that you've worked in since you've kind of worked around the world, different parts of the world. Uh, yeah, um, I miss, I love Europe. Um, and I would love to go back to Spain. Um, I was just there in uh, June, July with um, with my family. And I just love, um, you know, the food, the culture, the, the lifestyle. It's like a slow lifestyle. And um, yeah, it's some place that I think I would want to go back to and maybe explore other parts of Spain that I haven't, um, that I haven't been to. So uh, I don't know if that has much to do with work or just the experience of being there. Um, because, yeah, it's just like working is just like anywhere, really. But it's it's more about like, yeah, the experience of, of the place that I think I'm, I'm looking for. Right. Um, oh, and that I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. One last question for me, actually. Are you like a on the laptop on the beach worker or do you need to be like at a desk? in um you know in a building <laughs> when you're when you're working uh so i think my well right now my work is in in market research it involves me a lot it involves like me having to get into a flow like i can't be um i have to have like um, a comfortable place to be and like really get into that flow which Actually, is the reason why I kind of become I kind of became a little bit more solitary. I think towards the start of it because I was just so focused on myself and my work. Um, so I think it's a mix. It's it's all about like finding my flow. Like if there's a day that I want to co-work with other people, if there's a day that I want to be alone, or if there's a day that I want to be by the beach, right? Um, it's it's about like me finding that that flow and like really making my day. Um, yeah, it makes sense to what, what works for me. All right. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Trixie. Thank you for your time, everyone. Go join the Digital Nomads Group in Makati on Facebook, or you can follow Trixie Andalus. That's her uh, handle is in the chat. And thank, thank you. And I mean, it was so great talking to you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on Ticket to Anywhere podcast. See you soon. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. It was fun. Thanks. Bye. Bye.